New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. Commence primary ignition. Hey everyone, welcome back to our second crossover podcast where we take a closer look at collecting and comics. And along with us for this week is none other than Tim from the Nerd Room. How's it going, man? It's going fantastic. I am so stoked to be here with the boys from Tumbling Saber. My pleasure to be here with you guys. The pleasure is all yours, sir. The pleasure is all yours. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) That's not true, Tim. (laughs) <laughs> what's going on boys man it's it's an absolute like i said an absolute pleasure to be here with you guys i'm i'm thrilled to be partaking again in this crossover podcast we got going on here star wars commonwealth collecting and comics comics and collecting however we say that it's it's gonna be an absolute blast here it always is i know we do these only quarterly which seems like too long and few, like far between between podcasts but uh you know it, it, it just sort of stokes the fires of anticipation. I, I'm really looking forward to this. The last three weeks or so, once we started really starting to talk about doing this, I've been, yeah. I've been really chomping at the bit here. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I missed out on the first one too, man. And that's, that's why it was it. so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of good. Like, I think there was three, three or four, well, three people that were pretty good on it. And there's this other guy. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, like, I listened to that pod and I was like, damn, damn, like uh, I have so much to say here, you know, but uh, I'm glad to be here. Oh, it was yeah. cool. It was good. Yeah, it's, it's always a bit good sur- to talk to you, Tim. Yeah, well, it's a bit surreal for me because I find myself, you know, the, the kind of quarterly we do in the odd time that we podcast outside of this. You know, every week when I listen to you guys, whether it's Sith the Servers or the regular show or whatever, I find myself constantly like talking to you out loud. I'm on the bus, so I'm in my car or whatever, and I find myself yep. wanting to get into the conversation and, and having an opportunity to jump into it is it's fantastic for me. It happens to me all the time with it, whether it's Talk Star Wars or you guys or Gen X Wing or whatever podcast I'm listening to. I'm like, wait, oh, wait a sec. No. Every, every, in other words, every other podcast except for Tumbling Saber, which he doesn't listen to. <laughs> I listened to the first what, 22, 23 minutes of this week's. I just wanted to see how Spreaker would handle the ad placement. <laughs> and then Carlos gave me the spoiler anyway. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, they screwed it up. Or maybe I oh, screwed no, it up. Oh, no, I haven't got to it this week. Yeah, we, we, uh, I did, or Spreaker did, butcher Matt Salvatore's question. So sorry, Matt. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh, no, they cut it in half. Well, I, I, I inserted it on the timeline, and then I, I played just to make sure that the, the the marker for the ad was in the right spot, and it was, and thought, okay, fine, save, and I, I moved on. And apparently uh, some, something happened. I don't know what that is, but anyway, not the end of the world. Yeah, Stranger You guys switched happened. over well then, eh? Well, kind of. Yeah, we just switched last week. We kind of got pushed over, and it was a seamless, from all the switches I've done, this was the easiest by far. 
Well, I didn't get 144 new podcasts dumped into my podcatcher this week, so it <laughs> went well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome, man. All right, so let's circle back here to comics and collecting here. So, Tim, what's going on with your collection? I know you, we all do sort of a nerd update every week, what we're collecting, but give us give us the overall. What's what's happening in your collection right now? Well, it's it's been a it's been an interesting few weeks, I would say, for me in collecting. I've, I've taken a real opportunity to step back here and and really think about what I'm collecting, how I'm collecting, and why I'm collecting. Because if you listen to the Nerd Room at all, I went on a, a slightly long rant or a bit of a tangent about the Black Series and the price of these things and how I'm feeling priced out of that line in particular. That's been a big focus of mine probably since 2014 or so, maybe even earlier, right back to the orange back days of the Black Series, the, the X-Wing Luke, the Darth Maul and all that. But now I'm finding myself thinking, okay, where do I want to actually allocate my funds right now? What do I want to collect and more recently, I found myself shifting back to the vintage, not the vintage collection, but the vintage Star Wars action figures. Um, I was at a little con this past weekend. I picked up a few. Really excited about getting that. I'm about, I think I got about 65 of the 90 or so figures. Um, all pretty beat up. That's what I'm looking for. And I'm excited to complete out that collection. So I'm, I'm really trying to hone in on that a little bit more. And also, yeah, I'm doing the Black Series, more of the exclusives and the harder finds. But my big focus over probably the last, I would say, two, three weeks has been the Marvel's Le Marvel Legends 10th anniversary. I'm loving this. The price point's great. The figures, the way they're releasing them, at least in the single packs, they're figures that we haven't seen before from the MCU, like Ronin, the Mark VII Iron Man, uh, Red Skull, a two-pack with crossbones in it. There's a lot of really great action figures coming out, and they're coming out in big waves. So I'm not having to go all over the place to find these now. They're they're seemingly showing up everywhere. And lastly, Lego. Carlos, you're going to love this. I've decided over the last couple of days or so that I'm going to focus back in on Lego. I haven't done a good build in probably six months. So I got my eyes set on the X-Wing. And I'm looking for another ship, maybe a suggestion, Carlos, from you coming out in the near, not too distant future here as to what I can really get into. Something with a higher piece count. And I, I want to fill out my Lego a little more because I, I do miss sitting and finding that that enjoyment I get from just the peacefulness of putting on a flick and doing a bit of a Lego build. Yeah, I'm really, really happy to hear that, man. That's uh that's amazing. I have I have some ideas. I don't know if you want me to hit those right now, Kyle, or you want to wait uh, wait oh, a little bit and do you do you, um, Carlos. <laughs> That's a dangerous. Say what dangerous you say what you gotta say. Um, yeah, as far as the ships, X Wing, you 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 can't go wrong with an X Wing. I ordered it myself. I actually nice. ordered it, so uh, it should be coming in the next uh, in the next couple of days. Um, what's coming in the next uh, the <laughs> into in the future right now? Um, we don't. There's not much. There's the Cloud City. Yeah, um, I'm not into that. Uh, and uh, they uh, just to uh, I actually have some notes here, guys, when it comes to um, what Lego is actually thinking uh, by releasing this, because, uh, Kyle, we both uh, were on the same page. It's more of a playset than a, a collector's uh, collector's piece. Yeah. And they're actually calling it the Lego Master Build series as opposed to the uh, Ultimate Collectors series. So they're they're modeling this uh, type of playset like they did with the uh, with the Death Star, um, and uh, that failed attempt at uh, the Hoth yeah. uh, Hoth base. Um, yeah, but they're moving away from not moving away from UCS, but adding a different category to that collector's 
uh, the collector series. So that's called a Master Builder series, which is really really cool. Uh, all the the other the other stuff that's coming out on uh, August uh, not August but October first, m- mostly brickheads. The good mm. news the good news about these brickheads, you're getting a, a Luke and Yoda double pack from uh, from Dagobah. You're getting a Princess Leia from Episode Four with the buns. You're getting a Boba Fett. Uh, so it's like three really cool um, uh, brick. Like you got to like the brickheads, uh, but I mean this this would really help, especially considering a stormtrooper invader got dropped on August first. Uh, like you're really setting up your OT with um, with with these ones, you know. And um, I, I think they're really cool. I, I'm a fan of the brickheads, and not just of the Star Wars variety. I I also like them. Uh, for uh, the Marvel stuff and some of the DC uh, DC characters that they released, so it's uh, it's really really cool. Uh, they're they are dropping a UCS Porg, well, like a big one, like the BB-8. <laughs> oh, they did. I saw that, like a BB-8, exactly like a B- yeah. like the BB-8. Um, there's uh, I think you can move the tail up and down, and the mouth opens and closes, and I think <laughs> the little um, the the wings flap a little bit. Uh, from uh, from some of the um, the box art that uh, that leaked on the internet, um, I could uh, I could say that that's that's pretty much a guarantee to drop on uh, on October first as well. I don't know what the price count is for that. I think they were saying seventy US dollars, so that's probably ninety Canadian for almost eight hundred pieces, which is a it's a decent eighty nine ninety nine sounds about right. Yeah, well, it's it's actually very good in comparison to uh, the BB eight. Probably twenty bucks over, and um, yeah, it's a thousand one hundred and seven pieces, I believe. The BB eight. Um, so the, I like, I like, you know, it's a porg, it's an animal, it's kind of weird. Uh, it, it's not delicious nice at all. Piece. Not delicious <laughs> at all. No, no, it's like you know. <laughs> uh, but I mean, droids. You could the Lego kind of tends to lend itself better to a droid or a ship than to an actual creature. That's uh, that's my only commentary on on the uh, the UCS Porg, but uh, as far as ships and stuff, this is my uh, this is what I'm going to tell you. And I told Kyle this a while back, and I, he didn't he didn't pull the trigger. Get as long as it's still available, you get the Y wing. And I got not, you got it. <laughs> well, let's uh, clarify. Maybe your, the caveat you have on this is is going to actually put this to shame. But I got the the one from Rogue One. That's perfect. That's the one I was talking about. Okay, okay. perfect. I thought you were going to say the big, because they did the UCS one, didn't they? They did. They released yeah. it on May the 4th. Uh, yeah. It's gorgeous, actually. It's, it's it's beautiful, but I think bang for buck uh, for the displayability of the Y-Wing, uh, that model, uh, you're you're in good shape. You got Admiral Radis in that, in that, uh, in that oh, pack yeah. also. So, yeah, you're building up uh, your characters with that. And um, no, definitely. That's, that's one that, because it's still available, I think the U-Wing just sold out. Yeah, uh, I didn't I, pick up the Ewing. I didn't like the look of it. Oof, I like it. There's a mod online on uh, oh, that really? uh, to to really slim down the the cabin part on the on the uh, the underside of the Ewing. Um, I was supposed to make videos about that, but uh, my whole setup got uh, <laughs> got messed up for a couple of months there. But uh, I will be doing that mod eventually. But oh. it's 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 a beautiful ship. It's a really cool. It's a really cool ship. Well, carry the ball from there, Carlos. What's what's uh, going on with your collecting? You're 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 primarily a Poe guy and a Lego guy. We all know that. But has yeah. anything crept into your collection lately? Well, no. I uh, I picked up the uh, the new. Let me just open this thing here. Okay, yeah. So this is what I got. <laughs> I'm just checking online right now. 
Uh, yeah, so the X-Wing Starfighter, uh, Anakin Starfighter, uh, which I think we've all been in agreement that um, from the time that we did the last episode where we actually broke this, Troy said he was going to get it. I believe he got it. He got it as his first and only Lego. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he, said, and he said he would, so he's a man of his word. Uh, good on Troy. Uh, but I think we all knew with the, the price count, with the price for peace, uh, for the subject matter, I think, uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's coming to me too. And there's the Cloud City uh, swoop bikes, the cl- the Cloud Rider uh, swoop bikes with Emphis Nest. I've seen uh, those. Yeah, I have seen those as well. Yeah. And so it's a forty dollar price point in Canada, and we're talking, I believe, three hundred and fifty five pieces. So it's not bad when you consider price per piece. The pieces are smaller because they are too uh to uh, speeders right um but the cool thing about the then this this is the, the reason why when we had talked about previously all the um uh the leaked sets that were going to be announced uh, for the august 1st release date uh we didn't have the swoop bikes on that list and uh we had anakin starfighter we had the new x-wing uh along with the snoke's throne room and all the other uh, uh, uh the solo stuff um, but this one really jumped out at me. It was, uh, it harkens back to those days where you actually ripped open a package and you picked up the thing and you just played with it. Yeah. It, it, you know that obviously it's Lego, so you're gonna have to build it. But once they're built, you have two, two speeders that can chase each other. And it's, it's more of a swooshing, uh, type of thing, as opposed to like the cloud city where, you know, you're having tea with Vader and Boba Fett. <laughs> it's it, not the same. They, it reminds me a bit of uh, Ray Speeder from The Force Awakens. I really like that piece. It's I small, love that too. Yeah. And it, it looks good. Uh, it, it's one of my favorite. Like I got quite a few ships and all that, but it's one of my favorites to display because it, it just, it's small. It took me, you know, whatever, 20 minutes to build. Yeah. It was just a lot of fun. And, the, you know, the minifigures that came with it were good. So I like these smaller, like Anakin Starfire, the swoop bikes. I like these smaller because, yeah, the price point maybe is a, maybe a tad high but it feels okay-ish like 40 bucks isn't like dropping 99 or 120 on something right this feels a bit more digestible to me for the size and the price point yeah 100 that's why I, I like i you take the caveat of the smaller pieces and and all the extra studs for the stud shooters and yeah. so that that adds up in, in the piece count and so it's a lot of small pieces but you're getting two ships you're getting two bikes you're getting three characters uh, I think you're getting a Beckett in there too, so that's uh, yeah. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, so yeah, you you might not get Beckett in another in another. Uh, if you don't get the convey X, you're not getting Beckett. So it's the swoop bikes and the convey X. Uh, if you want to get the AT hauler or you want to get uh, something else, you're not going to get a Beckett. So that 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 could play into it as well. You know, they, uh, Lego knows what they're doing. Which is <laughs> well, yeah. world's largest toy maker. I yeah, I think they've got it covered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they all do though. Wh- who who asked you? Like what <laughs> why why do we keep doing this? <laughs> all right, well let, let's let's Lego. <laughs> let's turn it over to, to Corey here. What's going on in your collection, man? What do you uh what are you seeing out there? Oh man, I'm I'm still a bit all over the place, but uh I'm on the same page as Tim in the sense that uh I've really had to try and reevaluate things recently. <laughs> and I, I mean, what I've done basically is I, I've made goals. Like I have a lot of goals and I'm going to try and stick to them as best I can. Uh, 
but yeah, for the most part, it's black series. Uh, like I, I'm all over the place, man. Like I got to follow my heart. So like when I'm out there on the hunt, like, I don't know. I just got to kind of use the force and be like, okay, this is not going to be there next time. Like I got to grab it now. Like sacrifice. Like Corey, I, I got to say, man, you are my favorite collector to listen to. Because <laughs> I feel so much of myself in when you're talking about your collecting, when you're doing the updates every week on Tumbling Saber, I have that that same angst. I'm wandering around. I'm like, should I get this? I need this. Well, maybe I'll get this and that. I can appreciate what you go through every time. We can live vicariously yeah. through Corey as, as collectors. Like we try to stay focused. You know that Corey won't. So then when Corey confesses that he just shot his load and be- spent all his money, you can go, yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> you can almost it's feel like, that like, craving that way. It's having a brother in arms though. It makes me feel less like a crazy collector. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. I kind of blame you guys for this. Like, I don't know how this got so bad so quickly, but <laughs> I mean, it, it's so fun at the same time. Like, I, I'm by no means, I'm by no means a completionist or anything like that, but uh, I just want them all at the same time. <laughs> so it's, it is hard at times, but uh, like I said, if I see certain characters, like, I don't know, Storm, for example, that recent Marvel legend. Oh, that's such a cool figure. I like, I, I went to like three different stores. It was there. Then I'm like, I'm going to go pick it up. And it wasn't there in the last store. It was there. I'm like, I, I have to get it now. Like now is the time. But in the long run, like for me, it's going to be boiled down to with the Black Series and stuff like that. It's going to be uh, just representation for the most part, I think. And if you have an obvious connection to a character, yeah, yeah go for it. Like a Rio Durant or something like that. Like for some reason, like I must have that toy. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, I don't know, just a bit of representation and maybe like uh, going the character route, like you guys said, certain themes. So I've set a lot of goals. Uh, like I don't know, I want to get the power of the forest, the the, the like the uh, the 40th anniversary figures that we got. Like I want to get those figures from the power of force of the force, and like the first 12 in the vintage as well, like out of case, obviously, but something like that for display purposes. Because again, you guys have mentioned this time and time again that uh, like real estate is a commodity too, you know. And like most of my stuff is it's all in boxes still, you know. Like when it finally comes to display time. Like, it's got to make sense. So at one point, you got to kind of really kind of try and rein it in a bit. But uh, well, and that's, yeah, a, that's important, Corey, because all the stuff that we, we own, none of us can take it with us when we leave this world. <laughs> so that's true. At some point, we're going to be old men with massive collection of nerd stuff that who's going to want our kids? Maybe, maybe not. Not a, not a safe bet. So at my some kid point, seems pretty stoked on it at, at this point. I'm like, it's all yours, buddy. I, I've, I've had the Mufasa talk with my daughter. Everything the light touches will be yours one day. <laughs> and I, I told my wife too. I said, "You keep this until I die. When I die, you can do whatever the hell you want with it." Like, <laughs> yo, this this is for me more than anyone. <laughs> this this stuff will keep us alive. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it may kill us at one point, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I have an anxiety attack over this what, plastic anxiety. Is that what we call it? That's the word I yeah. use, yes. Plastic anxiety. Oh, my God. Well, for me, like, despite all my bloviating as well about focus, like, I've done a pretty crappy job of staying on track myself. Like, I, I still dabble in the Black Series a little bit, but this... this, I've kind of taken your, your route, Tim, where I've almost settled on Imperial Stormtroopers and, mm-hmm. like, the different variations of Stormtroopers. They all look so good. And so I'm kind of settling there. I've, I've recently picked up a Minban Trooper... Uh, I've got a range trooper now, so I'm I'm kind of z- just settling there, but I'm all in on the vintage collection. I just love the look of 
of those cases. They display so nicely. But also in my mind, I still want to get back into model building. I still want to, I, like you guys have said, I want, I want to do more Lego as well. They're just so fun to build. My kids love it too. Um, and also I, I'd like to try some of those like not, not, uh, mid-range replicas of like lightsaber hilts or blasters or, or helmets. Okay. Just things that display so nicely. You know what I mean? And But I mean, that kind of stuff is so far off and I, I'd, I'd have to clear out a bunch of my things before I even think of seriously doing that. And of course, on the comic book side, the vintage comic thing is killing me. <laughs> yeah, Kyle go, bit me with that bug too, man. Oh, like, I, I watched man. him go, man, one day and... Picking up those I, I, little slices of history is just too uh, addictive. I, that's gonna be, that's a tough one to stay away from. Those yeah, display I, I, so nicely too, like in frames and stuff. Like, yeah, you can get a simple IKEA frame and display those out really nicely. Like a two dollar frame for whatever five dollar frame, you can display. I got like the Infinity War stuff up, Infinity Gauntlet, like the original Guardians run. Yeah, and stuff like that displays beautifully. It's it's hard though with the the vintage because there's so much of it there's almost nowhere to stop like you can't just yeah, say i want this run it, there's thousands and thousands of comics yeah I, I you know i'm right now i'm working on like at glacier speed but i'm working on filling the 77 star wars run i'm about, yes i'm doing I'm, the same thing i'm halfway there and i'm working on issues 200 to 300 of uncanny x-men like that that's my that's my wheelhouse when it comes to x-men nice so you got I'm, a bit of a focus so yeah, so that's where I'm at there. But once I do 200 to 300, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to start working backwards on the X-Men. You know, I've already got a few in the 100 to 200 range. I know what I, I already know it. I'm going to try and fill in 100 to 200 after that. And that's good. That is going to be a killer to, to finish off. But yeah, yeah it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> it's yeah. Th- I mean, these collecting things are going to have their hooks in me until the day I die. I, I really, well, I, 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 I know that <laughs> we talked about this last time too, about it being your hobby. It's, you know, yeah, I guess in hindsight, when you look back on it and I have this sometime discussion with friends, it's like they'll walk into this room and I had my, my buddy's dad walked in this room and he's like, what the F is this? <laughs> like he just didn't get it. And I've got friends that just don't get it. They've accepted about that about me and that's who I am. And I rein it in and, you know, I have funds allocated for all that, but this is who I am. This is what I love to do. You know, I, I don't go to the bars. I don't golf or anything like that. Like I have other hobbies, but this is a big one for me. Yep. And I enjoy doing it. This makes me happy. So why not? You know, I don't give people shit for, you know, having going golfing three times a week. So <laughs> just, yeah, like just I, 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 I don't want to hear, like, I don't mind uh, golf, golf your brains out, but I don't really need to hear how you hit out of the sand trap on 12th hole. I <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather talk about hey guess what I found on the pegs this week. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why we've kind of really come into this community that we're involved in, right? It's we've all been able to find like kind of like-minded people, individuals that you can share these experiences with because we weren't exactly getting that with other friend groups. Uh, I find myself really really folding into this community that we have because I can talk about this stuff almost weekly. I can listen to you guys chat about it. I can talk about it with the boys here. And it's a lot of fun. So it's it's something that has become more of a a pastime than it ever has been in the last three years for me because I have an outlet for it. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more there, man. Like I'm totally on the same page with that in the sense that like, yeah, my friends 
like this kind of stuff, but I, I could say maybe I have one friend that's somewhat on the same level, but even at that, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's switch up gears here. Let's look a little bit ahead into the future in terms of what we want to maybe add to our collections. What's, what are you guys looking forward to? Corey, I'm going to kick it over to you first on this one. What What is out there that you say, I, I need that in my house? Well, like I said earlier, I want those Power of the Force to match up with the 40th anniversary <clears throat> Black Series as, along with the Vintage. Um, I'm looking to... I'm thinking of... I said I wasn't a completionist, but Rebels, possibly, the three and three quarters. There's not that much in that series thus far, so I might complete that line. I got a whole list of stuff for Clone Wars. I got quite a few from that series already, like some really, really cool characters like Cad Bane and stuff. Like, uh, I'm just so obsessed with that that series right now. I'm watching it like night after night. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, all this 10th anniversary stuff online. There's a lot of panels that are being published as podcasts. It's great listening. All right. So what else? You know, Marvel. I mean, anything that I can kind of find uh, on sale or something like that, or, you know, something that just you have to buy right away. Like I, I have lists again, like this is what I'm trying to really stick to my, my representation of like X-Men Avengers focus on Spidey <clears throat> and his rogue gallery. And even DC too, like justice league, bigger focus on Batman uh, and the Funko variable. Like that's just really at this point, we always said it was uh, I always said it was robots only, but uh, it's kind of got a bit of out of hand, I, and I, but I love it though. It's, it's totally eclectic and it, I really pick and choose who gets to be in my collection for the Funko. So that's kind of fun, yeah. but for big, big news, it's first and foremost, my good old boy, Blueberry. <laughs> He's risen the ranks. Ezra Bridger, man, coming out in the Black Series. Chop two, chop rules, baby. Like, dude, like I need those badly. Like that. You want to talk plastic anxiety? Like that's uh, above all that's coming out like soon. And there's so much too. Like Rio, Val, L3. Like I said, I don't need to be a completionist, but goddamn, I want all three of them <laughs> so goddamn bad. And they, they're reissuing the Bounty Hunters. The Archive Collection, yeah. right? That is pretty cool. That is really neat. And then who knows what they're, for the future, like who knows what they're going to do with the, the next season of Clone Wars as well. There's like, gonna, I'm, there I'm will be merch for that. I really hope so. Well, that, that's actually a, a nice way to pivot into this because I have a question for you guys. And What does Star Wars collecting look like? Like we're all there, but you look at what's coming out in the next few years. I have a really hard time envisioning how I'm going to collect Star Wars. Like if they do figures for Favreau series, Johnson series, Ep9, any standalone that they decide to do, the Resistance series, any the you know anything else that crops up, how are we going to intake this volume? Like how are we going to say, okay, well we're getting what ten waves of Black series a year, six figures, say between fifty and sixty figures a year. What if that doubles? It very well could and. I see problems ahead in in Star Wars collecting, big time. And I have no evidence to support this. And maybe it comes from a place of, well, I can't afford it, <laughs> so it must be a problem. Um, but you know, I think, and again, this is total totally anecdotal. But I think adults like us are carrying the load for Star Wars collectibles, specifically Black Series and the three and three quarters. I don't think kids play with action figures. I don't think they have the thirst for them that that we did. I think kids are more into 
more interactive toys. Yeah. I don't think that they're into just passive action figures anymore. And I, I think that spells an uncertain future for, for Star Wars collecting. Like, waves and waves of, of the Skywalker saga. Like you, you, like you said, Tim, all the Star Wars stuff that's coming in two, three years down the line, you're gonna, they're going to need entire aisles just for Star Wars. If they want, if they want to do that, and who can afford to do that? It's, it's. I think it's. I think there's a problem coming, and I, I don't know how they're going to manage it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, like, go ahead, Corey. Sorry. Well, I was going to say it's like you guys said. There's so much coming that I'm almost a bit doubtful of. You know, certain shows maybe they won't even make all the characters or something like that. Like if they can make like I don't know three, four characters from like a whole show in the black series or I can't see them producing all these black series. And, or like you guys said, like possibly doubling the from 60 to 20, like maybe they'd go three and three quarter. And at that point, I think I'm out unless I'm totally obsessed with the show. But like you guys said, with the, with the, all this new material that's coming, I don't know how they're going to produce their stuff anymore. And but who we're already seeing, I, again, no, I, I don't have any data to support this, but I think sales are all are, are declining since, since the relaunch in 2015 toy sales for star Wars have been steadily on the downturn. And I don't know if that's going to pick up. I, th- I think we're saturated and we're just going, guys, you're ringing us out here. I-, I love what you're doing, but nobody, nobody can, can fit this stuff in their house, let alone afford it. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's, then at the same time, we're complaining that we don't have Zeb and like, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but you look, I think the collecting and at least from my perspective, for me, it peaked in into 2016. You know, after The Force Awakens, you know, everything started to ramp up in a big way for the first Force Friday into 2016. That was probably my biggest year ever collecting. That was Age of Ultron as well. And then because of the volume, because we're getting a movie every year. And don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining about that. I've, I love the idea that we're getting a movie a year. We have the or Lucasfilm and Disney and all that. They They have the ability to produce these films. And I think we're getting quality films out of them. But there's no break anymore. You know, collecting is what in the past has held us over in the absence of film, in the absence of a TV show. And I think now more than ever, I'm seeing the shelves just jam filled with black series. You go back two years and it's hard to find shelves with anything more than a Cassian Andor on them. But now I can get my hands on almost any solo figure with the exception of the second wave. Like I can get Lando, whatever. I don't having any issues anywhere grabbing these figures. It took a while. Of maybe the Tarkin. It did. It did <laughs> it take a long while. while. But I, I'm already seeing what I feel like the the collecting community pulling back a little bit. I talked to my guy at my local comic book shop, and he kind of rolls his eyes. He'll get a package in. He'll open it right in front of me. He'll say, well, here's the I, I got um, Forlon the other day, a couple weeks ago. He said, here it is. I can't sell the rest of these. <laughs> Because, you know, there's there's they're all odd case packs. You know, he's getting gins again. He's getting the Vader from the vintage collection. So it's I, I don't know if they've overproduced these figures or if, or if the collectors are really feeling like us and just kind of said, all right, well, I'm going to have to pick and choose now because it's it's just too much at this point. So I'm wondering if you look at how even the legends. So Hasbro put out this survey not too long ago saying like, how do you want us to structure legends? Do you want comic waves? Do you want movie waves? Do you want realistic sculpts that are a little bit more? Do you want weapons? Do you want build the figures? So they kind of give an opportunity for 
the collectors to give them feedback. Star Wars Hasbro, maybe they did, but they need a little bit more of that. Or we need you know, guys like us on podcasts or other people in the collecting community that has access to Hasbro to give this feedback to them. Because I think in general, they listen. And I, I would agree with that. Because they, they've modified things as they've gone. You know, listening to other few collecting podcasts that have had the opportunity to speak to Hasbro, they've, they've taken that feedback. And I think the survey is part of that. So I, I just worry that if we end up already now seeing the shelves packed full of Black Series, what are they going to do when they have 200 of these things sitting on the shelf? They're not going to order them anymore. Yeah, the stores are just going to say, I'm out. Like the buyers at, for these for these Walmarts and Toys R Us, either they're going to buy very little of it or they're just, or they're yeah. going to... How frustrating will it be? I think this is even worse. Where they just buy from one Star Wars property, but not another. Yeah. that's That would be even worse. Like resistance figures are coming. Yakface has had a report this week that there's uh, a line of six figures, I want to say, three and three quarters that are coming. Um, that's got to be soon. The show drops next month. And, you know, in my mind, right now, I say, I don't need I don't need those figures because I, I can compartmentalize that show and I'll yep. just take in the story and I can move on. But I know that when I see those figures on the pegs, I'll go, I'll have that little fear of missing out moment where I'll be like, Man, these this might be a very short-lived line. This these might be hot collectors items one day. I'm gonna snap them all up. Maybe I can just very see that happening. You. Yeah, well, you, yeah, line. right. <laughs> exactly. And then oh, it's that, only six, Tim. <laughs> and then well, that that blue sp- a racing starship that looks like a Porsche. I've got to have that. And if I have that, well, I need the uh, Kazuda's ship as well. And oh boy, it's. I don't know. I'm I'm afraid. I I am genuinely afraid for the future of Star Wars collecting. I I don't know how it's all going to play out. Look, if, if I was if I was in those board meetings, it uh, it would be create a demand. Don't yes. worry. Don't worry about the supply, because this is, you know, they they oversold uh, when they can get the original Star Wars uh, Wars toys out, and they sold the cardboard for the people to send the toys in. And um, the early bird special. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like that worked. Now what they're doing was uh, maybe they're believing that their collecting is, uh, you know, is expansive. So they're just going to continue making enough for enough for all the kids and enough to stock the shelves where what they should really be doing is just reducing the runs of characters. It costs more probably to produce in the long run with their with their uh, suppliers, um, because obviously if it's if you can make a million and you have you can make ten million for a quarter of that price, then you're going to make ten million because you're going to hope to sell five and make more money back. Like yeah, so. Um, I had edibles before, guys. I'm I'm just telling you, like I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I completely walked the plank there. I don't, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I just blacked out. Uh, wow. No, so, no, but that's what they should be doing. <laughs> I, I'm back. I'm back. That, that's what they should be doing. Just creating a buzz like what they did for the um, the vintage stuff with the 40th anniversary stuff, yeah. right? 
that's where you, 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 I mean, three years later to have Jin Erso and Cassian Andor still swinging, uh, it's, 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 it's embarrassing. That, that's an anomaly to me though. Cause that I don't understand because I've never really seen any other figure do that. Like the way that they were both stacked up there and they still are at, like trying to be sold at nine bucks anywhere and everywhere. Like that's odd, but I, I like think the production further- run on those came out of the, the, what happened with the force awakens. Exactly. Like, you could not get any of those figures and rogue one shows up one year later. Okay. We're gonna have the same response. Here's our main characters. Exactly. I, think, oh, I don't even think they big... had this. I think they 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 overproduced to to try to combat what happened for yes. for the. So it was not only did they over, not only did they um, make more, but they also didn't judge the fact that the saga is always going to sell more than a standalone. Mm-hmm. I mean but that's. What, what Tim was saying too, like I don't know if it could ever really go this route, possibly, but uh, you know they make maybe a bit of a surplus, but at the same time, kind of what they maybe did with the sail barge, I know because that was a bit of a risk for them to undertake that kind of uh, mission. The has <clears throat> the Hasbro Labs thing. Yeah, it was like I think it was something like you know like this. The, if we reach this number of people that guarantee that they yeah, will pay the, for this the, thing, the then we'll make it. Basically. The Kickstarter, yeah, the, that was it was a Kickstarter project. So exactly maybe if if they have enough of a big big enough community saying like okay we're gonna make this character, do we have this many people willing to buy one? Yes, no. That's then, actually a really great point. If they wanted to well, invest in that a little bit more, that's that that's probably a solid way to do that. And that's pointing directly at the collector too, because what they did with the sale barge, they said we're not making this unless we get a pre commitment of whatever it was five thousand people, and they had to give out money to get it like to have it pre-committed so that they're going to manufacture enough for these people. And that's it. Yeah, well, that's it, man. Like something like that, like at least, you know, the, the serious collector, but like some, you got to get the word out on something like that. Like everybody's got to be on board, you know? Uh, I think, I think the collecting community is, is pretty tight. Like you, you can find hundreds of collecting groups on Facebook, no matter where you live or what it is you like to collect, you'll find a Facebook group for it. You, if there's if there's something like that going on, like a Kickstarter type thing, you'll know about it if you're into these communities. Like no question about it. So, I, but even I, that gets dicey too, though. Well, if you have to put your money up, then the, I guess the the jokes on them. But you know, like you know when you get those super like people like who don't want things to be done for bad reasons, they just kind of yeah. like flood the pools. Well, that, that's that's why you should, these people need to. That, they should take some of, like a down payment or something or something like that. Exactly, they did. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, well, well, we'll hope for good things in the the future for Star Wars collecting. Because uh, I I don't want this to get to become sour. Like the last couple of years have been very very up and down. Uh, so let's hope for good things. But um, let's let's spend the last segment of the show here talking about comic books. Yeah, that other dangerous hobby of ours, Tim. What's on your pull list right now, man? Well, you know, it's um, as as I've said in the past, it's it's been a bit difficult. I've had a rough few years with Marvel, um, but in the last, I would say three four months, I have had an absolute blast. Talk to with me. everything from Star Wars to the Captain America series. Right now is fantastic. The Black Panther series is great. The Infinity Wars event is also one of my favorites in the past couple years, but I don't know this. And I, we did a semi review on the nerd room this week, 
But this Beckett one shot, man, I don't know if you've read it. Not yet. I did. I, really, I did. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. Maybe, I want more remember, of I Beckett swore off. I swore off one shots. I said I was done. And you said you, you were done too. This, <laughs> you I know, said you were done. <laughs> I know. I went back on. I saw it there. It's good. I liked it. The man in black. It's, do you know what it is about it? Beckett feels like Han Solo in it. Yeah. That's the, that's the vibe I got the entire time mm-hmm. I was reading this. So I don't know if I was feeling a bit of that nostalgia for Han Solo, but them exploring Rio and Val a little more and a bit of Empty's Nest in there. To me, this is the best one shot they've done. Hmm, really? By eh? far. Yeah, maybe, yeah, you might have something there. Yeah, that was, but, that's, uh, that's reassuring. Yeah, you guys got to get if you're not reading the Captain America stuff, like it, it's been a bit mm. rough for Cap over the last couple of years. Um, but coming off Secret Empire, which is, I thought, a, a decent event. This book, it's from the writer of the Black Panther series. They've gone right back to basics with Cap. They it, have. The art is great. It's it's grounded. It's a good story that feels relevant for Captain America. And it's speaking a bit to the the kind of the the social setting, the political setting in America right now. And oh, I look, look at like the writer, that. right? He's he's yeah, exactly. he's right on the nose with it. He is, and he's the same with the stuff that he's done with Black Panther. Yep, it's the exact same stuff. So they're they're speaking to me indirectly about what's going on in the world, really, and put putting Captain America, and not just being so on the nose about it. You know, they've they've taken the Marvel continuity and kind of shoved in a little bit of the the real world issues and made it feel like somewhat of a social commentary. On what's going on, and I I really like that in a Captain America book. Yeah, yeah it's, same, it's been uh, solid Tim, so far. If there were ever a Marvel advocate, like listen to the show every week, and dude, like you, like I haven't gotten into it, but every time you talk about it, I get so like, oh my god, like I gotta read this stuff, you know? Like I get so uh, like pumped up about it. Like I, I really, I'm I'm so intrigued, you know? Like I'm I'm so on board with when you talk about it. Like and like you said, like your your pull list has been changing. And like you're back up to like, a- yeah, because I, I really chopped it down not too long ago. I said, I'm done with this. I'm not I'm not enjoying reading comic books like this was maybe a year or so ago. I'm not enjoying this anymore. I don't like any of the stories. And I really struggled with with things for a long time. What kept me into comic books was the Star Wars books, particularly Vader. <laughs> and that book. Next level. <laughs> I, I can't think of another title. In my lifetime, that has been this consistently good through 18 issues. Or no, no we're into 20 now. 20. This 20 is or 21 the, issues has been this good. Best book I've read almost in my entire life, consistently. You're right. Like it's, I'd say it's the best book on the shelves right now. I would, I would say, and you know, this is going to take a big dump all over all the stuff I read growing up, which you can't do that. How dare you dump on your nostalgia? But this, this run with Charles Soule. And I would say with Scott Snyder's run on Batman from from the New Fifty Two yes. are probably the two best runs I've read in my lifetime. Yeah, and I, you know, I, Claremont's run on Uncanny X Men that I mean that was twenty years, but I, I only caught the tail end of that. So, yeah, I, I Corey, I want to ask about your pull list, but we don't have three hours to be here. So, generally <laughs> speaking, what are you pulling? Uh, well, I, I have Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I have Vader, uh, but I haven't I haven't delved into it yet because you guys have all built it up so much, including Troy, that I'm yeah. I'm waiting to kind of savor it till I have some time. It's that good, uh, man. So yeah, I'm reading Star Wars. I'm probably about halfway through Star Wars. I have every issue. 
uh, like I'm pulling all the Star Wars stuff, like the one shots, uh, the mini series. I pretty much have them all. But I'm following Poe Dameron, uh, Dr. Afra. I'm reading both of them. They're both very, very good. Like I like Dr. Afra a lot. Um, I got Batman, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. And TMNT I'm following, but I'm kind of falling out of it, to be honest. But it comes out so at this I think I don't even know, man. I think it comes out like once a month or once every two months is what it feels like now. But I don't know. It's uh, it's quite odd. But so how, how, how high is the stack that you have yet to read? How many? Like how many? We're measuring in feet now, right? Yeah, probably like. <laughs> I love how he just Christ. admits it. Like, yeah, he's got like a. I'm, I'm not. Sure. I bet it's like a three foot high pile of comics. Oh shit! Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> at least. <laughs> so if, you, if you were to read one book a night, how long would it take you to get through that stack? Oh Christ! Never probably like five years. <laughs> love it. I mean, because it's going to keep growing. He's he. When he goes to the store, we both have the same comic guy. He goes to the store and, and literally buys like 300 bucks worth of books. So here you go. Cool. And bam, he gets like he gets like another short box. And it's all stuff that he's never going to read. <laughs> no, that's not true. Because I am like I'm pretty I'm, – I want to say I'm not all caught up. Like there's a lot of stuff that I just bought to buy I guess. But I do plan on reading a lot of it. Like uh, TMNT I'm all caught up on. For some reason, that's the only one I really read the whole way through. And they're in, I think it's like issue 86 or 87 now. But like I said, they're, they're losing me. And, but at this point, I'm like, oh, like, I should just go to 100. You know what I mean? Like, just get the whole one to 100 and be done with it. So I'm probably still going to go down that route. But uh, I don't know. I got a question I want to throw out to you guys after we hear, if we have time, after we hear about what Colin Carlos will pull in. Um, just about digital comics and kind of trying to cut back that, uh, that stack. I'd love to hear what you're pulling, Kyle. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm still doing the main title, Star Wars, which is getting better. It's it's I, I had a really tough time with that from like issue twenty through th- the mid thirties. That was a tough year and change, but it's getting better now. As we start plowing ahead, we're getting real close to Empire Strikes Back on the timeline, and yeah. when they hit the 50, 50 mark in the issues, that was a great great arc, and it's still ongoing. So. I'm loving that. Vader, we've been there, done that. It's incredible. Uh, and so for my co- from comic reading, DC and Marvel do a flip for me. So while I'm enjoying Marvel movies much more, I enjoy DC comics today much more. So I'm right now I'm reading Trinity, which is a couple years old, but I'm getting through that. I've got Justice League on my pull list, action comics. And I got to say, seeing an issue like 1005, or one, just anything over 1,000, seeing that issue number on the cover of, of a comic is weird. It's so weird yeah. to see. Uh, I'm, I'm liking that, but I am giving Fantastic Four a good look, both in the Marvel 2-in-1, which is incredible. Yeah, it's Such a stuff, fun eh? comic. It is it's the closest thing to like reading a fun comic as a child that I've had. It's just a blast. It's a riot of a book. And uh, Fantastic Four, number one and two, are, have just dropped in the last couple months. Uh, given that an honest shot, and like you said, Cap, Cap is out. That looks good. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's my pull list for now. And uh, I'm still always looking around for, for vintage comics. I recently picked up uh, uh, Avengers, uh, Avengers King Size Annual number three, going back to 1968. 
Which who's on the cover of that one? Uh, Cap leads, but you've also got uh, Iron Man, Ant Man, and uh, and Thor on the cover. It's it it's a quintessential like you see the cover of that, and you go, man, that's a comic from the '60s. It's it's beautiful. It's so nice. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have that or not. I have to look back through because those did annuals you, are good good to collect. Yeah. Did you get uh, that from Randy's? I did. That's so yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that that's that's what I'm pulling right now. Carlos, I I know you tried to get into to comics at a certain point. Um, are you still on that bandwagon, or have you sort of cooled off for now? Um, well, I did my uh, my homework uh, this week uh, preparing for the show, so um, I had stopped collecting um the the comics when uh, I had to uh, move. And, um, but my comic book guy was still pulling the things for me. Oh boy. So sweet. So, um, I picked up all the Vaders. Nice. I have all the Vaders. Uh, I'm still missing issues two and three. I, w- I stopped hunting for those. Um, but I stopped pulling the star Wars, um, the regular star Wars run. I stopped pulling it. I think it was in July. Uh, no, when did we do the first this first episode may 22nd may 22nd so then i right about after that that's when i stopped pulling the 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 main star wars line so uh that's it but it's funny you mentioned it tim because i was thinking of getting the going the digital route uh Mm -hmm. from now because i i don't have room yeah i i just i really don't like i i need shelving to, to 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 install the lego that i have now so it's that's not accounting for the stuff that's coming in. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. And and just to have boxes on the ground with books in them, I don't see the value as I may have uh, in the past. Um, but I, I really love the run and I don't want to miss it. So there's there's a fine there's a fine balancing act there. But at least well, I can go back and buy them all on on digital. Yeah, dude, one thing about digital, like me, like I'm kind of like that with books and movies and stuff. Like I like having that physical copy for some reason. I know you're a digital guy with the movies, but like for, t- for Tim's question, digital, I-, I have both the DC and Marvel apps. And I have to say, like, I really, really enjoy reading comics on them. Just the way that the screen prompts you yeah. to read the comic and focus in and hone in on certain aspects of it. You really get to appreciate the the flow of the story so much more. And I, I really, I, I can really get into a comic like that as well. Yeah. It's, I, I enjoy, I always put my, the physical copies right into the Marvel app. So once I read them once in the physical form, I bag them, board them into the bin. And if I want to go back to them, revisit, I do digital. But my question I want to throw to you guys, cause this is something I've been debating. I've been asking questions on Twitter and all that to different people is I'm thinking about going the Marvel unlimited route. And that is for really for back catalog reading. So going back and reading the Star Wars, I stopped that in like issue 25 or something. Going back and reading Poe and all that. And going forward with, say, eight issues or eight polls, six polls, something like that. Keeping that to a minimum and spending, I think it's like either 59 or $69 on the Marvel Unlimited. So whatever, 80 or 90 bucks Canadian for a year's subscription to it. And you get access to like 25,000 comic books. And then I have my go forwards with Captain America, Vader, and, and this. But I have the ability to go back and and read these. Now, the the 
the issue I'm having with it is like, I like having trades. I like having the physical copies, but at the same time, I find I read more comics when they're digital. Cause I can take them places. I can read it on the bus. I can. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to get your guys' opinion on that. Is that a route that you would consider or is there something kind of fundamentally flawed with my, my thought process or, or even against the grain a bit being a comic book collector? Yeah, I don't know. There's no flaw. I mean, there's no problem with it. Like I, I've had difficulty adjusting to comics on digital and books on digital. Like, for example, hindsight, I couldn't, we can't get that on amazon.ca. So I, I but I can get it on Kindle. So I ordered that, but I could not get into the book on a, in a digital uh, format. So I just, I bit the bullet and I bought it from .com. Yeah, I did the same. <laughs> there you go. And I, I bought Corey a copy as well. Um, I, I I guess I'm just too physical at this point. I need to have the physical copy, but I do acknowledge the the uh, advantage, which is to save space. Like I'm looking at my, I'm over here on my left, I've got three big boxes out, and it's full of comics that I've acquired over the last seven years since the new Fifty Two dropped. Where I go, I can't keep these anymore. They're taking up too much place. They've got to go. I'll, I'll sell them for penny on the dollars if if I have to. I'll trade them. I would trade. You know, there's probably like 400 comics over there. I'll trade them for something ridiculous in terms of value. I just need to, I need them gone. I know I'll never read them again. The collectability of it is, is nil. I would imagine. Uh, but yeah, like if I'm, if as, as a collector, I'm looking more towards vintage for that, to scratch that itch. But as a reader for the stories, I think it's inevitable that we're all going to end up minimal in trades I love I love how trades display. I love reading them in that yeah, format. Agreed. And uh, the single issue stuff at some point has got to go. It's it's too much of an addiction right now to get that format. I'm just too used to that. But um, yeah, a digital is is going to take over at some point. I wouldn't say it has to go. You just have to minimize it. Yeah, like I'm yeah I'm down to like five pulls. I was as low as two not too long ago. Just Star Wars Invader, and, and uh, I you know. I bounce in and out of, of different Marvel and DC titles. But yeah, no, no issues with digital. You just have to get used to it. Yeah. I find uh, I'm on the same page for reading books on digital, but the comics, like I said, like just the way they zoom in out, pan out, move forward. I think it's really uh, interactive and I think that's the future. I actually saw a tweet recently about a, co- a virtual comic where like, you know, it was comic panels and whatnot, but certain things within the panel moved. And it was pretty interesting. They've done that before. It was called an infinite comic yeah. in Marvel for yeah. a little bit. Certain things, I think some of it was tied to filming that where, yeah, stuff would move a little bit or it'd almost be like the fore- like the character in the foreground would stay static and the background would move a little. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was kind of cool. It was very light animation just, yeah. to, just to give some sense of movement. But yeah, that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, uh, Carlos, it kind of went by the wayside, though. Anything to add on this, Carlos, in terms of digital? I guess your point is made pretty clear that you've, if you're going to do this, it's got to be digital. Yeah, I think, like, uh, I don't know. There's a part of me that that loves the just knowing that I can have the whole Vader run. Uh, that's, um, like, a, it's an addiction thing, but I'm trying to break addictions and not have to, <laughs> not have to, and, and collecting is, is definitely a part of that, so... I don't know. I can't really hide behind my kids like I can with the Lego. 
So it's yeah. it's <laughs> we're all enablers here. That's that's the problem. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, dude, we just said it like Vader. You, you're not enabling anyone, man. Like, dude, that's just solid literature and comic book them, man. Cool. <laughs> it's true, man. Come on, dude. You I heard agree. it from Kyle and Tim. Like, dude, yeah. like these this shit doesn't come around. Uh, no, I know, every day. I know. No, I, I, it's just uh, I don't know, man. You gotta. You got to pick and choose your battles. And uh, right now I'm, I'm, I'm teetering on the edge of reading the comic on, uh, on an iPad or a Kindle or whatever, uh, as opposed to, you know, getting them delivered to me. Uh, that's where I, I am right now. And I think to, to kind of put a pin in that one, it's about focus, right? You, you've chosen Lego and you still want to consume these stories. So here's how you're going to do it. And I think that that's what's key about all of this. You know, it's you call it addiction, you can call it a hobby, you can call it a call it a pastime, whatever it is. But it needs to cater to the individual. And I can appreciate that because I love listening to you guys discuss every week on this is that everyone has their own little battle they choose to fight every single time when it comes to black series or comic books or whatever. And I, I just like hearing those stories. And it it means a lot to me to kind of share that stuff with you guys and and hear different strategies and different focuses. It makes me think about what my collection is beyond just, you know, the plastic that's cost me an absolute fortune. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it is good because to hear you guys talk about digital, it forces me to think a little harder about it and to say, well, yeah, again, like I'm thinking about this now saying I've got the 400 books here to my left that I spent, I mean, by by three to four dollars a book, there's how, do the math. There's sixteen hundred dollars in, in comics that I read once, derives some level of enjoyment out of it. But now I want them out of my house, and I'm willing to sell them for pennies on the dollar to do it. It's a bad investment, really, unless someone wants to sit here and tell me, that, oh, that one's actually the first appearance of somebody. Keep that one. Like I'm, that's not going to happen. So I just want them gone. I just don't. I don't have the space for it. So digital. It's a great idea, man. It really is. Or failing that, like you said, Tim, trim that uh, that pull list. Yeah, get it to what you know you can read on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis, whatever. That's Maybe, been you know, a say I, I consume four books a week, say, on average, given time. So I'm happy to take anywhere between eight and 12 books a month if if there's special events going on and all that. You know, that that's that's what I can happily read and what i can keep up with if i can't keep up with it that's why i dropped so much i couldn't keep up with it it didn't make sense for me and then i miss an issue here or there and i couldn't get it and then it was like okay well i can't read this run or i can't finish it off because i have no way of of, of actually reading this unless i go digital so yeah it's it's something that's that's really been made apparent to me and like you're collecting floppies doesn't have to go away you have that that vice in in the vintage combo yep. collecting um, and you go forward, you know, six or whatever books. So I, I would never, I don't think stray so far away from collecting physical that it would impact say local comic book shops. Like I, I like supporting them so that they're there, the brick and mortar stores. Absolutely. Yes. But I, I can't justify doing it 12, 15 books. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just unsustainable with everything else we got. Exactly. Pick and choose. Well, in closing here, guys, I got to ask one more question, as I usually like to do. What the hell is going on with the X-Men in comics? <laughs> I, Don't ask I, me. Oh, my God. So we all know they did a pretty 
huge relaunch of the, of the entire line over the last couple of years, and it looked really appealing to me. And I think I think Troy was pretty down with it too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's still quite into it, actually. Yeah, big time. I need to touch base with him on again on that because we're now at a point where there's a ton of books again, like both team and solo books. We, we've got X Men Blue, Gold, Red. Uh, the old flagship Uncanny X Men is coming back in November. But, and this and that's being preceded by a a ten issue weekly run. Uh, what's that? That's called X Men Disassembled. Like, oh come on, guys. Okay, but that's not all. Then there's going to be a new series in December. X Men, the X Men Exterminated. And it's like, oh my yes, god, what is? That. What are you doing? Like, am I wrong? Is it like this is nuts, right? Well, the same thing that happened with Avengers in the last couple of years, and that's why I got away from it for quite a while is that you had Uncanny Avengers, you had all the old different Avengers, you had the Champions, which are essentially the new Avengers, you had all these solo books that fed into this. It became, to read a, a through-going story, I had to pull 15 books a month. It's ridiculous. And it's the issue is, and I thought that's a bit what Marvel was going for, and you've said this numerous times, it's like, I need an X-Men book that just tells an X-Men story. I don't you don't ha- you don't want to be having to buy all the supplemental material. You need a book that tells a good single arc that's focused in on the X-Men. Give and me, give me give me five to six team members and keep them together for three, four years. Yeah. Do a do a 15, 16 book arc and then run yourself into a small isolated event. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be about event after event after event we were kind of fatigued with that and i feel like you're going through the same thing in the x-men universe that i went through the avengers universe a couple years ago it's just too much and to ask someone that's even reading x-men to buy five six books a month and try to keep up with the stories while also trying to do other stuff is a bit much like i've always found you had to pick your universe in the marvel you had to pick x-men spider-man or the avengers stuff and it's seeming like from what you're saying is that even the X-Men is, is bloated too much to choose just that universe. Yeah, right on. And l- let's be honest, right? Like Fox has been acquired by Disney. At some point, whether it's two, five or 10 years from now, the X-Men will be absorbed into the MCU, like killed on the Fox front and, and relaunched in MCU. And you just Yay! know that that's going to yeah. happen at some point. I don't know how old we'll be when this happens, but it will happen. And you know, Marvel comics will, do a very hard reset again when they oh, yeah. do. And that will be the one that really matters. That That's the one they're going to sell us again, that all new teams and all new characters, and it's going back to basics and it's going to mirror what they're going to do on, in the MCU. I think that's what I have to wait for at this point, because it's otherwise it's, it's just too much. I can't deal with this anymore. So I'm going to hang back and, ju- and just wait to see what happens with the X-Men, even though, I, I saw Uncanny X-Men on, on my comic poll website. Uncanny X-Men's back. <gasps> Doom. Boom. Pulled. Gone. Like, I, I need it. But then I read about it and I, all these other exterior series around it. It's it's going to come off my list within three issues. I'm sure of it. Yeah. It seems that the average comic reader wants contained stories. And, and continuity been, as well. Yeah. Continuity, but in a contained way. Like, you don't want to have to read 15 books to get a story out of it. No, nope. you know what I mean? Like it's, if you can get like, that's what I like in the cap stuff in the black Panther. It's fairly isolated. Yeah, absolutely. It, 
and you can appreciate the holistic type of storytelling they're doing. And I think that's why Charles Soule is so successful in Vader, is that he's been given the creative freedom to kind of walk everywhere, but it's not interweaving with anything else, really. It's a Vader story through and through. The best they did was mirror uh, through the, which arc was that? The Mon Cala arc. Yeah, yeah. They it had a pseudo tie crossover. Yeah, yeah, just across different timelines with with subtle ties. But yeah, the X Men. I'm depressed. I I love them, but I I can't love them in the way they're being presented right now. And I I don't. It's good to have options. Like maybe that's what Marvel's doing. They're saying, listen, we're giving you all these options on the table to choose from. Pick the one that suits you best. You can do that. I can't do that, and I don't think a lot of other readers can. They, you feel like you're missing out too much with these with these mutants. They're they're all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, I think that'll do for uh, for this issue of Star Wars Commonwealth Comics and Collecting. What do you guys think? Uh, I I, pre- I prefer the uh, the nickname of the Tumbling Nerd Room. That's <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That is actually pretty good. I like that. Oh, what a blast, guys! What an absolute blast! You're telling me, man. So anyway, this this podcast is the result of a great podcast network called the Star Wars Commonwealth, and we encourage all of you to go check it out at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, as well as on iTunes as a podcast provider. We have 10 podcasts. We talk about everything. We've got it all covered. So go check it out. Pick the one that works for you. Pick more than one. <laughs> like an X-Men series. Pick them all. Yes, pick them all. <laughs> Overwhelm yourself at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, and... Uh, thank us later and uh we've got we've got a little patreon thing going right now you're hearing this podcast if you're hearing it now on uh what's the date now september what are we september 14th 13 yeah if you're hearing this september 14th that means you're a powerful friend and i appreciate that i thank you for that uh but if you're not if you're listening to to that this sometime in the future and you want to hear this podcast as it drops fresh then check us out on patreon.com slash tumbling saber. Sign up, get a plethora of exclusive and early access podcasts, as well as access to our giveaways and our contests. And uh, that, that'll set you back two bucks a month, three bucks a month, whatever you've got. Uh, you will be welcomed into a great community of awesome Star Wars fans and nerds. And uh, we would be very, very appreciative of that. So guys, with all this being said, Tim, where can people find you and your awesome podcast? Well, you can find everything I do at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, of course, and also TheNerdRoom.net. And you can find me on Twitter at TheNerdRM. And we always release our weekly podcast covering everything Star Wars, Marvel, and DC every Thursday. That's amazing. So if you've listened to this right now and you haven't yet picked up on The Nerd Room, end this podcast and then go look up The Nerd Room and add them to your playlist and uh, you I, I promise you if you love nerd stuff if you love collecting you will be in love with The Nerd Room after about an hour guaranteed and, and Sanjay is just so sweet he's such a sweet boy you guys are going to love this week's episode he's a wild man <laughs> it just downloaded into my podcatcher so I'm going to hit it as soon as we're done here seriously alright Carlos where can people find you and your endeavors you can find me uh, at C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can look for me, Carlos Candido, on Facebook, uh, like my music page. Uh, and if you uh, are thinking of uh, maybe uh, supporting a mu- uh, musician in their creative endeavors, you could do that with me uh, on Patreon at patreon.com slash Carlos Creates. Another high recommend. Huge recommend. Thanks, guys. And Corey, where can people find you on Twitter? Well, my three amigos, my brother, 
You all can find me at Chop Rules with a Z. (laughs) (laughs) Sir. And you can find me at Tumbling Saber, of course, on Instagram, on Facebook, on our closed group. Come check that out. It is is hopping in there. And uh, that's it. We hope you enjoyed this second installment of the Tumbling Nerd Room. Is that is that the new name? I don't know. I think we should go that way. I, I, I it's 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 irresistible. Well, Carlos said it, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> and that tells everybody that it's a good idea. Bah. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this. Let us know. Come interact with us on online, on Twitter, on Facebook, and uh, we'll be happy to speak to you there. And until episode 143, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you later. attack cash from active care meant i had choices when i had cancer cash from active care meant i didn't need to stress so much about money what is active care active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer heart attack or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found myhealthpolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com.